0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki.
1: And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Grace Aki's back, baby! I missed y'all so much! Yay! Hey, back and better than ever from London. Full of fish.
0: Full of fish. Full of life. Full of British accents, not really. Uh, I <laughs> didn't do it well and I didn't even try. Yeah. No, you shouldn't. Uh, but no, I've I've got tons of knowledge I'd like to throw everybody's way at the end of the show. But of course, this is Broadway yeah, Radio. We're gonna talk
1: about a lot. Also, because it yeah. is election day, uh Can I say that? go vote. That's that's what I gotta say about
0: that. Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> ooh, yeah. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> pretend, pretend it's a Hamilton Rush line. Just get there. Yeah. God, who knows? God. Um, who knows? So we're gonna start who knows the day. Indeed? That is background. the
1: that is the summary. Just who knows? <laughs>
0: um. So this is this is not surprising at all. But also, like, what a move! What a flex! Hey, we're starting the show. We're starting it was on, starting with the Music Man on Broadway. You're familiar: Sutton I've Foster, it, Hugh yeah. Jackman, Shuler Hensley. They've all been involved. Well. They are postponing their Broadway closing date to January 15th. If you remember the Winter Garden Theater, they were going to close up shop on it. He's a what? He's a what? He's a closing man at Mm -hmm, January 1st. Um, new Year's Day, starting the new year <laughs> with a bang. Um, <laughs> but that revival has said, hold on, hold our beer because... We're not done yet. We're not done yet. And what's interesting is, like, a lot of people have had something to say about the discourse with the fact that, like, if you remember, oh, Beetlejuice remember. Um, <laughs> has has set their closing date a little bit after the first... A little
1: bit later, yeah. So everyone was like, well, Beetlejuice will get the last word, but alas.
0: Yeah, but it looks like the music man is doing it. So I'm like, are we challenging... The powers that be, yeah. Beetlejuice, 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 a third time. To
1: return for a little love, bit longer.
0: I would just love a bit of, like, closing it and then saying we're going to open up for an, one more show. But doing a formal, like, this is our reopening for the third yeah. time because it's the third Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. I'm just putting it out there. Take it as you will, Spocko. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Challenge. <in> charge?
1: We're <laughs> challenging you here. Yeah.
0: Uh, so um, it just was interesting kinda, news today, and I was yeah. like, okay. I kind of
1: love the back and forth, as messy as it is. What
0: it's, a silly rivalry! It's so
1: silly. It's absolutely the silliest. I don't know that anyone was really clamoring for a couple extra weeks for the Music Man, uh, but I guess they were. I mean, we have talked about grosses well, they lately the opportunity and how, Yeah, they, because
0: they have, yeah, Back to the Future is not coming in for many months.
1: No, they've got plenty of time. Um, and, you know, usually the problem is with load in and load out, but not running into that problem here. So of course, you know, we've talked about grosses lately, and their numbers have been up because of closing, especially, but also, I mean, they've been doing well their entire run. Um so I guess, I guess the extra two weeks is a little weird for that reason that they've been doing so well. So the the adding, uh, or you know, delaying their closing, regardless of numbers, really does feel like a little dig. But we know that's not the case.
0: Yeah. So we'll 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 hang tight to see what. <laughs> I guess. Can you imagine we get yeah. a press release tomorrow? Oh my God, yeah. <sighs> Speaking of timing on press releases, we learned recently the current cast of Six on Broadway will be exiting the castle on December 4th, and an entirely new cast enters December 5th. Yeah. Starring in the show, Haley Kleem Wright will be playing Catherine of Aragon. Leandra Elise uh, Gaston, who was in Tina, the Tina Turner musical, will mm-hmm. star as Anne Boleyn. Nasia Thomas, who you know, chef's kiss I adore, will be Anne of Cleves. Um, Zoe Jensen of Dervin Hansen will star as Catherine Howard. And Taylor Amon Jones, coming straight yes. off of The Devil Wears Prada in Chicago, will be playing Catherine Parr. So uh, Bella Perfect. Coppola will make her Broadway debut Jane Seymour having just come off of the off-Broadway kinky boots that now is having that closure. So um, it's just wild to be like the the whiplash of this announcement, but I understand like they kind of had to get a shot. It's a month out um, from the from the cast because people were gonna start posting, right? Um Oh, yeah. yeah. We,
1: we would start seeing vague Instagram stories with, like, yeah. crown emojis and things, so might as well get it out. Yeah, we talked about this on the show yesterday, Matt and I, as far as that they were cleaning house and a new cast would be mm-hmm. announced within days. Uh And here she is, boys. Yeah, because these I, people have known great. for a minute. Yeah. Of course they have, of course, yeah, and getting ready to come in. Um Tell her, Mon Mom Jones especially, is... Chef's kiss, Excellent. and I haven't told Matt because Matt's been to six so many times at this point. It's like, oh, so you're gonna go back for a new one? And he said, well, depending on the cast. And of course, as soon as Taylor is announced,
0: uh, yeah, obviously, of course, yeah, just just um, Very yeah, good. welcome, welcome, Queens. Welcome uh, so Queens. now we're gonna pop off into off Broadway news because reviews are in for My Broken Language, which just opened at uh, Signature Theaters Pershing Square Off Broadway House. Uh, November 6th, uh, running through November 27th. Um, I've been seeing a lot posted on social recently about Mm -hmm. the show. So I was eager to like read some of these um, comments, but uh, starting with New York theater guide, Jillian Russo gave it four out of five stars with what, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is a great quote. What English cannot express some Spanish sometimes can, but what words in any spoken language cannot the language of the body can. Ebony Williams explosive choreography is as clear a storytelling tool as who words. Every language on its own is broken, insufficient, but together in my broken language, they make a complete sublime whole that celebrates a family's life and legacy. And again, this is the playwright's uh, own autobiography from 2021, which we're going to get into. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, going into the New York Times, Alexis Solosky writes, the play is lifted almost verbatim from Hudes' 2021 memoir of the same name. That book, which reaffirms her gifts for exhaustive empathy and feisty prose, is more capacious. The theatrical version shrinks timelines, characters, and stories. My Broken Language isn't really a play, which it knows. Because the prose is only rarely reframed as dialogue, scenes are reported as often as they are enacted. But there's a sincere attempt to find a theatrical language that captures the love and joy and pain of learning that celebrates the grandmother, mother, aunts, and cousins from whom Hudes learned. This is at its core a memory play, and to remember means not only to recall but also to piece back together. That's at work here, mm. too—an effort to gather up the fragments of a woman's life and Argo and make it something whole. Interesting. So, yeah, I, I'm really fascinated by this. It like it kind of hints at the fact that like it feels like i don't know how to without saying like storytelling without being like a play that's like meant to be a play um because it's based on her memoir and um it's just interesting it's
1: very similar to you know similar but different and i just talked about it yeah earlier or late last week about gabriel burns current show Mm -hmm. these memory solo shows um but I, I feel like this, based on those reviews, seems like it's done a little bit more effectively, but it is a hard, um you know, line to straddle there, especially when you already have a memoir that these shows are being pulled from, one, trying to adapt it for the stage, and two, to... You make it different enough where it warrants a stage show. I feel like that has to be incredibly hard for both of these artists.
0: Yeah. Um. So now we're gonna pop into off-Broadway news, kind of like solo show extravaganza, because you just mm-hmm. mentioned Gabriel Byrne, and yep. I like talking about all these solo shows. Uh, but Ronald's sorry, that's <laughs> yeah. kind
1: of your thing.
0: I like it a lot when people No <laughs> stand up and talk at me for a whole hour. Please shout at me, even. I'm a big fan. So Ronald Smokey Stevens' solo show, I Just Want to Tell Somebody, has postponed its off-Broadway return due to acute laryngitis. So they announced you know, <laughs> November of this year was going to be a limited engagement. Now it's having to go to next year, which sucks. I know that oh, you know, God, theater yeah. space and time is is difficult, but if you were excited about this run, you have next You're June 1st through 18th, yeah, at the Cadbury Theater at Theater for the New City of next year. And just to recap, I just want to tell somebody uh, kind of like – is Ronald's own like career in the industry, his lifelong struggle with drug addiction. It's a really powerful piece. And so if mm. uh, you were really looking forward to this, you, you can see it next year. Boom. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Be patient. You're going to see it. Going to see it. So in other news, um, Andre DeShields is going to host the 51st Annual Theater Hall of Fame for Lifetime Achievement in the American Theater Induction Good. Ceremony on November 14th at the Gershwin Theater. This is a really prestigious, again, he's he's been inducted, so he's familiar. I um, saying, yeah. He,
1: he case, knows his way around a Hall of Fame.
0: Uh, but uh, this year, the inductees, which we've kind of already said, but here's a recap, uh, include playwrights Lynn Nottage, Susan Laurie Parks, actors Christine Dean Ebersole and Bill Irwin. Chefs kiss Bill Irwin. Wow, wow, wow. Director Frank Galati, uh, sound pioneer Abe Jacob, and then posthumously playwright into Jackie Shange. Um, Mandy Patinkin is unable to attend this year's ceremony, so he will be inducted next year. Mandy, we will see you in Mandy, 2023. Yeah, I, in my calendar already. And then I love this announcement. I've actually spent yeah. half the day talking about this show. So I'm okay. thrilled that it's in the <laughs> show today. Uh, Broadway's A Christmas Carol, which is led by Jefferson Mays. I want to say this before I get into this program. I, I'm not speaking. I'm just speaking for a friend. I'm speaking for okay. a friend who just saw it in rehearsals because they have mm. not opened to previews yet. they said, spooky, you got to see it. <laughs> and that was like, that's, I was like, okay, I'm sold. Jefferson I May's mean, spooky. I gotta see it. Jefferson uh,
1: May's always. Yeah. So
0: I'm, I mean, I am seeing this really soon. So I can't wait to report back. But see? just so you yeah. know that a lot of people are um, going to be seeing this to kind of get them in the holiday spirit. But they already have already there, baby. I'm yeah, ready. There. Bells so, on. Halls, decked. <laughs> the halls are decked. The halls are so decked. So The Bob Cratchit free ticket program um, is including uh, working individuals for select holidays. Um, This is going to be, again, it's a limited engagement. Previews are November 8th. Um, They open on November 21st. It's only going to run through January 1st, famously, um, the Music Man's closing date, not anymore, um, at the Nederlander. But anyone working on Thanksgiving Day, Black Friday, Hanukkah, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or Kwanzaa is eligible to submit a request for a free single ticket for performance November 8th through the 20th. I mean... This is what we talk about. So good. That's the Christmas spirit. Exactly.
1: Spread the holiday cheer through more than just singing. Yeah. I appreciate this, especially as someone who used to have to work on holidays.
0: Yes, I does.
1: It still does occasionally, but I mean, specifically in retail and food service. I was going to say, retail.
0: I mean, whenever people would say Black Friday deals, I would like vomit because I'm like, please don't talk to me ever. Um, But what I do appreciate. Just in
1: general, but also regarding retail. Yeah.
0: Exactly, um, but I I just want to say that they could have said Tiny Tim ticket program and they didn't, and they said Fratchet free ticket program, which I yeah, free- <laughs> I mean I love
1: it, I, but I I am notably a fan of alliteration, so I would yeah, have happily taken would the have Tiny been
0: Tim. Funny. <laughs> um, anywho, workshop uh, over, it, workshopping it. Uh, so famously, we all know that Mr. Limon while Miranda is a big fan of the Percy Perfect. Jackson books, yeah. He reads him with Sebastian, his child. He's a big fan. Well, not only is he a big fan, but he's going to be in the universe, baby, because he is about to play Hermes in the Disney Plus TV series based on the Percy Jackson and the Olympians novel. My question is, Lin-Manuel, can you just daggum direct produce star in the Lightning Thief musical? I mean, why aren't we doing I this mean, on Disney+, Plus? somebody I, needs to call Rick Rorden. I
1: mean, yeah, after such a successful run on Broadway, it, it would that, only make That sense. album
0: streams like nobody's business. I it know. It is so popular. I know. And the fans love it, so. They should. They should. As they should. Unfair. Yeah. So, Lynn, hop on the phone now that you're Hermes.
1: The, I was going to say, um, I feel like he has a few connections here and there, so make it happen. Make it happen. But good for him on this. This is exciting.
0: Yeah, we like to see him in the things oh, too. Let's be clear—he's creative, but he's a performer. Yes, let him have I'm it. hyphenate, multi-multi, multi-multi. All Award the All right, we could go on. Um, it's true. <laughs> I want to talk about my trip. Do it. <laughs> so, Ashley saved some some uh, time in the show for for me to just briefly talk about my London trip. But if you didn't know, I was away from the show last week, and I was so thankful to my colleagues to cover me. Uh, time. I took a wonderful trip uh, across the pond and uh, visited. uh, I was mainly there to see Totoro on stage with the Royal Shakespeare Company. And I'm not going to spoil the show. I'm not going to give anything away. All I want to say is that as a lifelong Totoro fan, Mm -hmm. as a person who has a full onesie that she did not bring on the plane, as a person who has (laughs) all all of her chopsticks in the drawer are reusable Totoro chopsticks, like, I'm telling you, this is like my favorite IP. It, like, you know how people are like Star Wars people, Harry yeah. Potter people. Like, yeah. the world of Jeeply and um, this has just always been a part of like like Japanese American upbringing. And um, when Disney bought it, when all these people bought, it, when it was announced, we talked about it on the show. You know, I had like mm-hmm. a mental breakdown. And you're like, all I of you remember that episode? Um, I said I have to see it, and my partner and made that what? happen, and yeah. so I'm forever grateful. Um, the show was absolutely magical. Joe Isashi's um work musically he was the original composer of the 1988 film so to have him work on this show was really breathtaking it honored the piece in a way that i've like never could have thought basil Twist's uh puppetry um you you're familiar with his work i'm sure on on other projects you just don't realize you've seen it before it was unimaginable i think he used every level of puppetry that could be done at that moment like there were there were multiple t- styles and a lot of like um, Japanese artists. It was it was just fantastic and I can't get over it. And I I want it to come to the U.S. I want I want to be a part of anything that happens with it. But I just want to say it's magical and um, hopefully people aren't spoiling for you. They they said multiple times please don't take a video of Totoro and his friends. We want the magic to be there and and for the most part yeah like Aww. nobody did it and it was awesome like uh, you know it was it was really magical. And I the other it. thing was that I went to see the National Theater. Um, production of Blues for an Alabama Sky. Oh, yeah. Uh, which Pearl is Carl Kliggs Cleve. yeah. Yes. Uh, who uh, Atlanta playwright. I think the only poet laureate from Atlanta, from Georgia um, to ever exist. But that show, which is also a play with music, stars um Samara Wiley, uh Giles, oh, who I don't know if you're familiar with his work. He originated Aaron Burr, got an Olivier for it over on the West End. Oh, yeah. That man is astounding. Um I'm a super fan of his now. So my YouTube algorithm is just me looking up videos of him. Um he was in uh rehearsals for Otello while I was there. So I saw him at night. Doing that show, and then he was also he's he's phenomenal. The whole show was great, and another one that I said that has to come here, yeah. like it was so moving. It originated at the Alliance Theater in Atlanta, so it was ironic to see a show with my partner set in Harlem by an Atlanta playwright <laughs> Just in London. Covered, um, cover all the grounds, but my oh my, was it was it stunning? Um, and then I also got to like reconnect with with one of our uh, listener and performer and 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 a friend of the pod, John Schwab. Yes, indeed. Uh, we got to meet him at the at the National. It was so fantastic. So. It was a wonderful trip. I'm going to be posting even more about it. So if you follow me on social media at It's Grace Aki, I'm going to be talking yeah, about no it more do. and more. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of where I wanted to I leave it. it. Yay. <laughs> so uh, thank you all for sitting through that. <laughs> I mean, could
1: hear all day. Let's be realistic. Now, see, now that you've seen it, what do you think are the chances of a I think they're transfer. very high love that. I think they're
0: just as high as Matilda was Good. when the RSC transferred it here yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. I, I am curious that I don't know that um it's not to say that American audiences aren't like a, so before like, let me preface this this way sure. I think it's it's harder to say this is a play with music and people go, well, that's a musical. Um, this is oh, genuinely yeah. a play with music. And so I, I fear that people would expect a musical. And I don't think that it should be. I think it does exactly what it needs to do. It's a beautiful puppet puppet exploration. Um, I know that, you know, unfortunately, The Little Prince wasn't well received. I feel like it would, yeah. it would move into the same, like, this is an explanation of what that thing is. Um, so I would hope that uh, our, especially New York audiences, would be receptive of something a little different. And um that's all. That's all I would I say, but like, I think it's excellent.
1: Yeah, I feel like it would uh, in that case as long as it was marketed as it should be as a play with music. I feel like not necessarily a play with music obviously, but it would technically theoretically be received in the same way that harry potter was and that you know this is going to be a big uh, old magical long ass play
0: experience well this is this is two hours and 40 minutes of you want two hours and 40 minutes more that's Good. what i'll say i uh, love that <laughs> love it. so i hope that I hope yeah, I could I could see this having a gorgeous, smart limited run, but it would need a massive house because I'm telling you, they had to house some stuff. Oh yeah, um, at the RSC, and I don't know a theater besides the Winter Garden or the Broadway Theater, which unfortunately has like not a great track record. No, um, for for these types of shows uh, to house it, so I'm curious where it could go. Um, but I, I feel think, like it could go in the
1: Broadway. Yeah. I feel like the shows that have been in the Broadway have not been successful because the shows have not been great, but
0: and it's but it's also like further from the, the main path. So, yeah, a little um, bit, I yeah. think it would just they'd have to be really smart about that marketing because that show and that IP has international value, the same oh, as yeah. K pop. It's just a matter of getting it to those masses. Um, so yeah, most definitely. Let me be a part it.
1: Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> let it go to one very specific agency.
0: Yeah, very specifically. Or, you know, if you, just got, if you guys have another casting call, <laughs> I'm in for May. Hey. And on that note, thanks for listening <laughs> to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. Yeah. almost had a, like, a... Right dot um, dot uk. Uh, 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 You can find me, like I said, on all social media platforms at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter-ish and Instagram. No, this is Ashley. Thank you guys so much. We will see you tomorrow.